You definitely don't need a photography studio to be a profitable portrait photographer, and I'm living proof of that. In my 23 years as a professional photographer, I've been both with and without a studio. But when I got kicked out of my third studio location a few years ago, I definitely wasn't expecting it. Here's what I did to stay in business and four steps I hope will help you when you find yourself in an unexpected and uncomfortable situation. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time? I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast, and I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. My husband Joe and I had spent decades planning my dream photography studio. For those of you who don't know, my husband is an architect and it was our shared goal to build a building where we could run both of our businesses from. Once it became a reality, I let my current studio landlord know plenty early that we were building and that I would be moving out. And he was great to work with us as long as he could, but I guess my probably unrealistic expectation was that it would be possible to move out of my rental studio and into my new studio seamlessly. Boy, was I wrong. (laughs) While he was a great landlord for about 10 or so years, He made the business decision for himself that he wanted someone else in the studio, my old studio, sooner than my new studio was done. It was a retail store that went in. It wasn't another photography studio. But here I was, studio-less, going into the busy fall portrait season. I was panicking a little because if you have ever moved... You know the stress of having to pay a double mortgage or even worse, moving twice and having to find a temporary place to live or work. I was prepared in the construction for unanticipated sort of project costs, but I hadn't considered the struggle and extra moving costs. So after weighing the options, I decided the best solution was just to go studio less. I'd been studio less before and temporarily move into my dining room. What I had to do is hire a moving company to move everything from my current studio to their warehouse, pay for storage for six months, and then deliver it to my new studio when it was ready. In the meantime, we moved computers and camera equipment to my dining room and worked from there. (laughs) Looking back, it worked just fine, but in the moment, I have to say it was stressful. So here are some things I did that may help you cope with an uncomfortable situation like this. I have four things. So first of all, number one, realize that clients love to be part of the process. 
I was so worried about how my clients would react because I am a more expensive photographer and I do want to provide an unbelievable service. So any inconvenience to them really stressed me out. But what I hadn't really considered is how my clients really saw that we were investing in our dreams by building this new studio. And they'd been on this journey with us. I didn't have one client who was cranky with me or snotty or rude. In fact, when we finally got into our new studio, we didn't have all the walls up. We didn't have the bathrooms in yet, but we had enough that I could do my first sales presentation in there. The Milling family brought a bouquet of flowers for me. Here I am, no bathroom, no running water, an electrical cord running out the front door to temporary power. And they brought me flowers because they were so proud. I mean, how sweet was that? It was just, it was one of my highlights of my career that my client cared enough and was so thoughtful and knew what a big deal this was that they brought flowers. It makes me teary. I made sure to educate each client on what was happening and I positioned it not as bad news, but as great news, right? Because we will have more room and we have all these extra things that I didn't have before. And I think the attitude and the energy that we bring to the situation goes a long way in how the clients view it as well. They weren't caught off guard. I let them know, hey, we don't have a restroom yet. We do have a porta potty and it's new and clean and nice, but it's still a porta potty. And I shared all of that with them and they were so understanding and wonderful. So number one, really realizing that clients love to be part of the process. So include them in it. Number two, keep your eye on the big picture. I'm so glad <laughs> I am not paying that massive amount of rent that I was paying anymore, right? And I remember thinking to myself, I'd been paying about 2,500 bucks per month for 10 plus years, plus some seasonal and cam costs. So do the math. That is over $300,000 that I had paid to pay off someone else's building, I was just paying rent, but it's okay. I was raising kids and I wasn't ready for that risk yet. But now I'm in my dream studio and I'm able to serve my clients at such a high level. Was it easy? Heck no. But was it worth it? A hundred percent. So I know it's easy to forego a hard decision of growth because it's painful, but I kept reminding myself that we would catch up and in the long run, we would be way happier with this decision rather than both businesses paying rent to others. And we had the confidence to know we were going to make it, right? But I remember moving into each house as we grew our family, right? You start with this starter house and then as you grow and I had three babies, it was time to move. We had stretched to get that next house and it was so emotional. Do you guys remember that emotional spending fatigue <laughs> by the time you get in and you pay the cable deposit and the movers and this and then that, and it's very uncomfortable. But each time we caught up and we were eventually able to not just catch up, but get ahead. And I kept reminding myself it will all work out and it has. So number two, keep your eye on the big picture. It's going to work out. Number three, Remember that most problems are solvable, okay? While paying double rent or being studio-less were not the ideal scenario and they were definitely worth the struggle, I knew I was healthy and capable. 
It's not like I had nowhere to go. And gosh, we can always make more money to solve whatever financial problem we have. From the moment I was told I needed to move out, I knew there would be a creative solution, even in all the stress and a few sleepless nights. Luckily, I had an amazing teammate in my studio manager, Andrea, who was willing to come to my house and work through the chaos. And I knew financially that eventually we would catch up, which we did. And my husband, oh my gosh, he's such a calm force in my life. And he kept saying to me, it'll all be worth it. Just stay focused, right? On solving one problem as it comes and it will be worth it. He said, we'll be in before you know it and you will be so happy. I clung to those words. We will be in before you know it and you will be so happy. And he was right. It must be like giving birth because in the moment it's the most terrible thing or it can be. But yet we love that baby so much that we have others or everyone would just have an only child. And I I remember going through this with my husband, with other clients, right? I think that's a benefit of being married to an architect that I knew it would be stressful and I knew that unexpected things would come up. And so I just really, I clung to his words. We will be in before you know it and we will be so happy. Number four, keep in mind Building muscles creates short-term pain, but it is worth it, right? Way worth it more than long-term suffering. When you're lifting weights to make your body stronger, you must first tear the muscle by lifting heavier weights, and then that muscle grows back stronger. Well, the same thing in business. You're building a muscle to run a successful business, and that's how you grow, We know that growth happens outside our comfort zone, which means we have to be able to lift heavier weights. So consider learning lessons that can create, yes, short-term pain, but they will keep you out of long-term suffering in a job or a life that you hate. The only way to build your entrepreneurial muscle is by actually using it. You can't avoid this. And if you look at any successful entrepreneurs, they've had some business muscle pain. (laughs) They just have. This will help you keep perspective when you're feeling those growing pains in your business. Know that they too shall pass. I love the saying that entrepreneurship is living a few years of your life like most people won't. So you can spend the rest of your life like most people can't. I couldn't find a source for this quote, but I really love it. And I knew that Joe and I were willing to be frugal and batten down the hatches for as long as it took so we could accomplish this dream. Now, if you go for your dreams of having your own business and possibly adding a studio, you're going to be faced with challenges. You might get the boot from a studio. You might make an expensive mistake. If you go back and listen to episode 49, where I talk about getting hit with with some massive, unexpected expenses, we start to build these muscles that are sometimes anywhere from uncomfortable to downright painful. And every time I learn this lesson, I get stronger, right? And so lifting the next painful lesson is a little less painful. The key is to keep doing these things so that each time they get easier. Sure, short-term solutions like renting are great. They're great in the short-term because they take massive pressure off you before you and your business are ready to commit to owning a studio and paying a mortgage for many years. 
10 years ago, I would never have been ready for the mortgage I have now. Keep in mind, I had three studios that I grew into with growing pains and then grew out of to be able to afford and justify building my dream studio. I had that growing to do and I wanted to keep my overhead low enough so that I could focus on putting my family first and raising three kids that I had in two and a half years. Now, my third kiddo is headed to college this fall and I'm in a place to pay off my building while I enjoy the next phase of my life. That stress of being studio-less isn't even on my radar anymore because I kept my focus on the long term. Keep working to not just solve the short-term issues, but also work on those long-term ones. And when you're making decisions based on what is best for you in the long run, have faith in yourself that you are equipped to handle anything that comes at you. And look, if you wanted a predictable job that you could go to every day for your career, you could have done that. And maybe you're doing that to fund your dream, but I know you're here because you want more. You want to make money, but also you want to have the freedom and flexibility that succeeding in your photography business can provide. Keep working toward that goal and investing in yourself because let me tell you from where I stand, it is so worth it. Hey photographer, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you liked this episode and you got value out of it, can you do me a really quick favor so that more people can hear it? Would you please head over to Apple Podcasts and do one quick little thing? Leave a rating and or review and tell me what you think of the Worth Every Penny Joycast. When I get feedback on the episodes you like the most, it really helps me as well. It helps me to know where you're struggling in your business or where you need more information. And until next time, remember, you're worth every penny.